Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. And thank you, as always, for tuning into Radio Harambe. I'm Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios and still from his quarantine, desert quarantine site, <laughs> Safari Mike. Mike, how are you? Jumbo Dave, how are you? I'm doing okay. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since we did a show, so we've got a couple of things to talk about news-wise. Um, the first thing I want to discuss is uh, new T-shirts... Mm. On our uh, T Public page, right. So we have some new designs. It's about was it four or five? There are four new designs, and they are one uh, is for Sanaa, which is really well done. Yeah, it looks nice. like it looks like the background of the and the sign of Sanaa. Yeah. We have one that uh, represents the lantern wall that is uh, that greets you when you uh, come into Kadani Village. We have uh, Azima After Dark, sort of kind of representing the night vision goggles fun that you have at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Mm -hmm. And the last one was... (laughs) Zebra Domes. Zebra Domes. (laughs) Zebra Domes. Took me a minute to to remember that. Yeah, that one's funny. (laughs) funky. Yeah, it's more of a funny design. Um, But yeah, check them out on our Public. We are... uh, are Do we still want to donate to the Bronx Zoo or do we change... We're still doing that, right? As far as I know, but we could absolutely change. Well, let's do it for now, and then because we'll, the Bronx Zoo, by the way, is back open. It's, they're it's back open, open it, and we were gonna yeah. we made a few donations. Thank you, everybody who uh, who um, bought. We are, have made a couple donations to them already. Um, so maybe we'll uh, think about where we want to go next. Um, since since we're doing kind of Animal Kingdom Lodge uh, kind of uh, stuff, how about we donate to the uh, Gravy Zebra Fund? Oh, uh, we haven't. Uh, done, our- yes, and that's a that's a great uh, organization. Very small, working as hard as they possibly can. An incredible group of people. So there you go. The we'll next donation this, I'll this make round, right? will be the Gravy Zebra Trust. I like that, Mike. That's good. Um, and it fits the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I mean, they don't have Gravy Zebras at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, but they do have zebras. So uh, look at your phone, folks, as you're listening to this podcast. The link is in the show notes. Um, you can also find the link on our each of our um, social media pages. Instagram is Disney's Animal Kingdom. At Disney's Animal Kingdom, you'll see the link on there for the T Public. I know Mike's got it on his uh, Twitter page, which is at Jumbo. Everyone, yes. it's on mine at Radio Harambe. So you can find all that stuff there. Um, the other piece of news, and we've discussed this before. But I just wanted to uh, point people in the direction of a new trailer that's available now um, for this new show coming up on September 25th, streaming on Disney Plus. 
uh, as I said the last time we discussed this, if Mike and I were programming Disney Plus for them, <laughs> this is the show we would have we would have directed them to create. Um, the Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's actually uh, well, I think what it. Let me see if I can read you the, uh, the blurb here. Um, filmed over the span of five months, it's an eight-part uh, series, documentary series, um, narrated by Olaf. Um, and some of <laughs> yes. our most intrigued. Well, <laughs> it's Josh. He will not be as Olaf, so I shouldn't say that because uh, because the, <laughs> the kids will be listening for Olaf, and it won't be. It's just by the actor. Um, so, uh, most intriguing animals incorporates cutting edge technology, custom built GoPro enclosures, eighteen foot cranes, underwater camera systems to highlight the magic found in every corner of the kingdom, and the dedication and expertise of our amazing cast members who keep things running day and night. Um, if you look at the trailer, which you can find just just google magic of disney's animal kingdom and you'll find the trailer pop up uh it is really cast member based certainly the trailer is i mean this seems to be sort of a documentary not unlike there's one on what channel is the one on the bronx zoo on is that on national geographic that is no discovery or discovery so there is discovery channel there's a show out there that that does basically this for the Bronx Zoo. Right. Um, this will probably be a little more polished as far as, uh, you know, uh, making it a little more, uh, how's the word I'm looking for? Kid friendly? Maybe a little little softer. I don't know if we're going to see a lot of right, sick animals probably, like we would. Right, right, right. You're not going to see the, you know, a giraffe dying uh, like you might on. Uh, on other Bronx Zoo show, they don't uh, they don't hide that kind of stuff at that one. Right, right, right. This will be more uh, kind of more feel good, I would imagine. Um, yes, Mike and it I will maybe definitely... a little bit more advertising like. <laughs> I would imagine there's going to be a lot of the word magic. Yes, there's going to be a lot of magic that happens on the show. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of marketing thrown yes, in here. Marketing. Um, so yeah so but mike and i will 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 watch the show we'll talk about it when after it comes out um i don't want to say too much uh because i haven't seen it yet so i don't make any promises about how we're going to cover it but uh we'll definitely you know dive into it in a future uh episode of the podcast so make sure you're watching it comes out we'll yeah do a little 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 blurb about it it's it's a 20 it's it downloads on the 25th of september um so I will give you all at least a week before we post the podcast on it. If you haven't watched it all by then, tough. I'm assuming um, it's going to follow the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for the schedule, like, like for example, the Mandalorian did, and that is they're not going to dump the whole entire season on you at once. It'll be once a week, um, like the Mandalorian was, as opposed to how Netflix you know dumps their entire season at one time and you can sit there and watch you know the witcher 10 10 hours in a row yeah i have not seen whether or not um that's going to be the case uh they say it's going to debut but they're not they're very um the the they're not specific about what they do but that has been what disney plus has done has done it episodically rather than you know a full a full download um it doesn't say on any of these I'm just looking to see if it says it on their their blog, but mm-hmm. it does not. So uh, at least it doesn't from what I'm reading here. So, um, 
and also it's not just about even though the title of it is the magic of disney's animal kingdom they are going to go to the lodge as well as the seas with uh, yes, in Epcot. Are. Yep. Will also be covered. Yep. Uh, so set aside time on Friday to enjoy. Okay, so here we go. Uh, the premiere of um, September 25th. New episodes dropping each Friday. All right, there you go. For the eight episode run of the series. So it's going to be an right. eight week long series. So, And we're not going to do eight shows about it. I mean, maybe we will if it's really good, but. <laughs> Well, I mean, we could stay tuned. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, we'll do like uh, every few episodes. I don't know, maybe one long. Who knows? Whatever. But we'll we'll figure it out. What other news we got? Two other things. Um, I, I know at the on our last episode, which was a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the new uh, mountain zebra being born at Animal Kingdom Lodge. But I don't think we discussed uh, the baby mandrel that was born uh, at the very end of July. Um, it's her name is Olive. And as she is now on exhibit, um, you, so if you take the Kilimanjaro safaris, if you're one of the four or five people actually going into the parks at this point, you can uh, see Olive uh, at the mandrel exhibit. Um, you know, her mom was the mandrel Scarlet, and her sister is Hazel. I don't know if that's from Gone with the Wind or not. I have no idea. But anyway, God, um, Olive is on exhibit at Disney's Animal Kingdom. They're asking for trouble if it is. Um <laughs> Uh, cool. So, uh, and if you go on the Disney Parks blog, by the way, there is a post from July 29th, which show a little picture of the cutie pie. Uh, the, the, the mandrels do not have the famous uh, when they're born don't don't have the famous colorful nose. Uh, they grow that over the course of time. The mandrels and the cheetah are the two difficult ones to see on the uh, on the safari. Yes, they kind of zip by them often. That uh, the mandrel, but yeah. there is one other news bit for the safari. Okay. Um, for people who have been going to the parks or who've just been following people on Twitter, they have seen a building being constructed at the very end of Kilimanjaro Safari. So, so I'm talking about the exhibit where you used to have the attics, where you used to have the oryx, and it has been sort of empty and really doing nothing for the last uh, probably a year or so at this point. Yeah. Um, they're building a basically a ranger's hut so that I guess the story will be, you know, we'll get home. We're almost at the end of our safari. Here's the ranger facility. It's not going to be anything special. It's just really a fake ranger building. However, uh, according to some inside sources, um, there is a strong possibility that they will be putting domestic goats. I suspect uh, African pygmy goats, which are, you know, you see them all over. I think they're even in the Rafiki's Planet Watch. Um, they're tiny little cute goats that are very common in farms and stuff along Africa. So I expect it to be like that. And you kind of get the sense that, you know, uh, you're coming home. The, there's the ranger station and, you know, the safari is almost over kind of thing. Kind of trying to create some sort of ending because they've had a real hard time figuring out what the heck they want to do with that last little spot ever since they took away. Yeah, they um, flailed you know, around at that, Mike. Yeah, they really ever have. since they ever since they took away Little Red that that story and, and the animatronic Little Red and the the in in the truck, um, they've had a hard time figuring out exactly what they want to do with that last little part, and uh, this is the last mm. you know, attempt. <laughs> the latest, you mean? <laughs> the latest, Might not yes. be the last by any yeah. means. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we're Although, up to date with the Animal Kingdom. Yeah, there hasn't been too much else going on. Uh, I know. Uh, the shows like Up and stuff have not been running because Disney did not have a contract for coronavirus stuff with that particular union. I know that has been resolved, 
but I don't believe the shows have been coming back yet with the, uh, uh, you know, paid actors and stuff like that. Mostly probably because of costs and coronavirus and all that kind of stuff. They haven't brought those back, but. Um, you know, hopefully someday in the not too distant future, they'll bring that stuff back. Now, if your your feel is that it's still pretty sparse down there with guests, I mean, I I had a friend of mine who went last week, no, mm-hmm. maybe two weeks ago now, mm-hmm. and he he's he lives in Florida, right? And uh, he he said that he he went brought the kids up for one day. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he said, uh, we're coming back next week and going to spend a couple of days because this is fantastic. Nobody's here. Yeah, nobody's there. Um, yeah. I know, you know, Labor Day weekend was a little bit more crowded than than, you know, than it has been. Than it has been. Yeah. But certainly not to the effect that uh, Labor Day has been in the past. And they're talking um, about opening up more of the resorts and stuff now, correct? Uh, to some extent. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I know Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Jumbo House is still closed. Um, I know like Polynesian is still closed and some of the others. Um, I don't know if they're going to reopen them once this whole NBA thing is over. Because I think was the Grand Floridian and the Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House are occupied by basketball players, I believe. Yes. And that's going to be ending soon. I don't know what they're going to do about about that then. You can't book them at this point. Yeah, you would think if they're they're opening up more things would be this would be the uh, signal that they're getting bookings. That bookings are coming in, you know. Well, I read a report th- th- yesterday. I mean, I, this is obviously just an opinion from uh, you know some sort of economic Forbes or Bloomberg or whatever that said they don't you know don't expect Florida tourism to be back to pre-COVID days for at least three years. Yeah, I mean, I would think that's probably true. Yeah, I would think that's probably true. Okay, so we're going back to school, Mike. Going back to school. Well, most of us are back to school, but yes, it is back to school time. Early September is always the worst day, worst time of the year for grade schoolers and summer's over. No more beach, no more fun, no more camp. And the most wonderful time of year for us parents. (laughs) Not in COVID. I mean, I hear they're still doing virtual. I know most of the, a lot of parts of the country there. Uh, doing virtual. My son started college. It's basically all virtual. My daughter is in right. high school in New Jersey. It's half and half. Um, here in Nevada, it's full virtual, at least for the time being. So, right. Very different. So, with that in mind, what have you got for us today? So, we're going to talk a little bit about how Disney educates you, um, you know, in the back to school spirit with um, Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, And I'm going to start off with um, three um, educational programs that you can go to if, you know, basically if you're a teacher and you want to take your kids to the Animal Kingdom, there are three-hour studies uh, that you can do through Animal Kingdom. The first one is called Exploring Careers in the Zoological Sciences, and it's for, you know, high school students. And they get demonstrated the various science roles from animal behaviorist to nutritionist and they get a three-hour tour and and the students you know talk about the responsibilities and contributions of various different scientific teams that ensure the well-being of animals in the animal kingdom it's probably going to be very similar to the show that we were talking about a a lot of that kind of um, information Uh, but you could take actually take a course called exploring careers in the zoological sciences 
Now, just so there, people are clear, yeah. this is not for a guest booking a stay somewhere. And- Correct. Okay. You've got to book it ahead of time, and it's basically through schools. This is educational programs through schools. Right. I'll get to, you know, how the everyday person can enjoy uh, uh, you know, education at the right. Animal Kingdom right. in a minute. But there are two other classes, and let me just go through them real quick. This mostly for teachers, or if you're a student and you think this would be really cool in that area, if you're in the Orlando area, principles of animal behavior is for uh, younger kids, um, and they tur- you know they travel through unique lands and settings of the animal kingdom, and you hear about the threats that face wildlife populations in Asia and Africa, along with um, you know the consequences and impact of all that kind of stuff. And the third one is sustainable practices in wildlife conservation. This is for basically middle schoolers, and they're taught about how people and animals are con- connected and how uh, scientists, you know, take into account cultural perspectives on, cons- on conservation, you know, what fossil fuels do, what hu- human development does, renewable energy, um, and th- that kind of thing. And actually, students come together with a, a conservation action plan for as part of their program. So those are the kinds of things that you can do. You can contact Disney uh, if you're a student or, or a teacher in that area and get like really sounds cool um, programs through almost like a field trip to Disney's Animal Kingdom. I, I, I love I love this. And, and, and I think the question that um, it, it seems to me like something very zoo-ish. This is probably something other zoos do, correct? Oh, well, like for example, the Bronx Zoo does this um, a lot. I mean, you don't even have to be a student to do that. They do do plenty of uh, student programs, but they also do... Uh, I used to do this before I started volunteering. I would, you know, give them a certain amount of money and take a class on whatever um, I was interested in. But yeah, right. a lot of zoos have some sort of educational departments, at least for uh, students coming in on field trips and things like that. Yeah, it sounds great. Cool. Now, let's talk about um, how Disney educates you um, in the park. Yeah, what can I do? We'll get to the. Well, first and foremost, well, there's a lot of different things you can do. But the the number one on my list was uh, a program like Caring for Giants. Um, For $30 or $40, you could take a 60 minute plus tour and get a real in depth um, idea about how to. Uh, of the behavior of elephants, their management, how zookeepers care for them, as well as rhinos. There are two different um, versions of caring for giants, one on elephants, which is only $30, and one on rhinos, which is uh, $40. Elephants, is there's a lot more availability for the elephant one. But um, I know, Dave, you have never done caring for giants. Um, I did it for the elephants. I tried to do the rhinos, but I didn't realize at the time you had to book it months and months in advance. Um, But it is a fascinating behind the scenes look at caring for elephants. You get a, you know, you get to go behind the scenes. You get to see what, you know, the road that leads to the, to the barn that the elephants are in. You get a look at the, uh, the high tech um, backstage uh, uh, home of the elephants. And then you get to see um, and you have an actual keeper come out and give you a, a talk about what it means to take care for uh, take care of elephants and the kind of the challenges that a zookeeper has in uh, managing an elephant. Because few people don't realize that the most dangerous animal in a zoo is the elephant for a keeper. Um, and that is because unlike tigers and polar bears, for example, which you would think would be more dangerous, um, there's no hands-on 
you know, the keepers don't go in the exhibit with the tigers and groom them, or, you know, hand them food or anything like that. But there's a lot of hands-on with a keeper and elephants uh, and rhinos too. Um, and an elephant is so big and so strong. If he gets a little annoyed and just nudges you, you go flying 30 feet in the air. I mean, it's, it's no, it's, um, you know, it's not really an intent to kill a keeper, but more keepers are hurt and, and killed by elephants than any other animal in the zoo. It doesn't take much for an elephant to really damage no, a keeper. No, if he gets annoyed and he just swings his trunk at you, that could kill you. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, it for another elephant, I mean, that is just a, like a slap on the wrist. But for you, right. it could be for for a human, it could be death. But there are many other ways um, that you get educational experiences at um, Disney's Animal Kingdom, and probably the most common and perhaps I think maybe even best way is the game Wilderness Explorers. Now, I know we've talked about Wilderness Explorers ad nauseum in the past, uh, but it is a fantastic uh, tool that Disney has, number one, to keep kids engaged, little kids, um, engaged in you know the park and finding things and finding these badges. And But they also get educational experiences. When they go to you know, look at fossils and a dinosaur or the, you know, bugs over by it's a bug's life. They're given a little bit of information. It's not, you know, they're not beating you over the head with it. And it's not like an hour long lecture. It's two minutes of, you know, the cast member kind of giving you a couple of little things about, you know, insects or, or bugs or, you know, cultural culture, anything like that. And you kind of get a sense of those various different things. It is a great way uh, to learn, especially for young kids, um, toddlers and grade schoolers. Uh, is the Wilderness Explorers. Um, I know uh, Christina's kids love it. Uh, my kids enjoyed it when they were younger. I mean, they were a little old for it at the time. I mean, now they're, you know, teenagers, so they way care less. Way too old for it. <laughs> yeah, way too old for it. But, I mean, when it first came out, they thought it was cool. And, and um, I don't know, your son doesn't really participate in Wilderness Explorers, well, right? Well, the last time we were there, um, I I really felt he was a little young for it. Um, he, he went and got the book, uh, mm-hmm. Listen to the introduction, and then that was about the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it <laughs> he liked the little scavenger hunt better of uh, you know of little statues. And have you ever seen that? The little I forget yes. what it's called, but but um, is it Lion King centered? Yes, one? yes, completely yeah. Lion King centered. He is completely Lion King centered at the time for sure. He was. <laughs> um, so he's uh, yeah. But I think the next time around, God knows when that'll be. Yeah. Um, He'll it'll be something we'll try for sure with him. So I have it's another. This is another thing you've named that I haven't done. Okay, all right. Now number th- number three on my list, and I think is also very important, are the cultural representatives. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that too at Animal Kingdom Lodge. But there are um, cast members who are from uh, other countries, whether it's Asia or Africa, because those are the only two continents uh, currently. Um, uh, you can see at the animal kingdom, but you can talk to somebody from Nepal or somebody from, um, you know, Zanzibar. Um, they are often at specific stations. Like I know there's one, um, on the gorilla falls as you are, um, you know, t- going to see the, uh, the, the Grevy zebra and the meerkats. They're usually a cultural representative. They're showing various things about different nations of Africa. Um, you know, oftentimes there is a wilderness explorer badge involved with kind of that interaction. I think so you could do two at the you know two for the price of one kind of thing. 
but you know, engage the cultural representatives uh, whenever you can, whether it's at the Animal Kingdom or at the Animal Kingdom Lodge when they're walking around on the safari or doing other uh, kinds of uh, things like that at, at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, uh, the cultural representatives are a great chat, and I've done it a number of times. Mm-hmm. And another sort of uh, along the same vein is on the trails, particularly the Maharaja Jungle Trek and Gorilla Falls. There are usually cast members that are sort of quote unquote tour guides. Um, and this is a lot of what I would do when I was a volunteer at the Bronx Zoo. Yes, um, I was just going to say go, that. <laughs> I would go to a particular exhibit. Um, in this case, it would be like the tigers or the gorillas uh, in Animal Kingdom. And I would sort of be stationed there not only to field questions, but to engage the, you know, gauge the guest and sort of give them some information, whether it's how, you know, the gorillas or tigers or whatnot is cared for at the zoo. Or, you know, some of the conservation challenges, you know, you might talk about, uh, you know, how mountain gorillas are only found in a small part and there's, you know, a civil war going on in Rwanda and, you know, that kind of information. But you give them kind of a a glimpse into either some of the issues involved in protecting these species or or some of their behavioral stuff or or how they're kept for at the zoo, that kind of thing. Uh, There are, like I said, there are cast members all over those two paths in particular and, you know, engaging them. Um, and a conversation is is you know very illuminating, I think. And they're there for that. They're there for educating. That's their that's their goal. That's what they're yeah, they're armed exactly. to do. Yep, that's their job. <laughs> um, also, um, at the very beginning of uh, the animal kingdom, when you first walk in, there are maps. There are also animal guides, um, animal viewing guides that will give you not not a lot of information. But you combine that with the signs that are located at any, pretty much any exhibit. That it'll give you some information about about those animals, and there's some education involved in just the, the simple guides that they give you at the beginning of the of, of the beginning of the uh, park. Number one, Dave. And the next one, I should say, is I know a big favorite of your sons, and that's actually the boneyard. Um, while you know toddlers are not really paying attention to it and are just digging up. Uh, fossils in the in the sand pit or uh, going on the slides or whatever running away from their l- mother running away from their mother there is actually a lot of information at the boneyard for you know people who are more inclined to uh, not go down a slide and just sort of relax and enjoy the atmosphere there's a lot of information about uh, dinosaurs fossils and how scientists um you know figure various things out about um dinosaurs just through their fossils it's actually very good signage, and it's done kind of tongue in cheek, as you know they're pretending the you know the conceit is that this is you know there are interns there, and the professors are leaving signs, uh, you know information for them on chalkboards or whatnot to give the interns uh, an education. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, they're educating the visitors as well. Uh, that the last time we went, which was in January was uh, he was just about to turn five and he was just he, he, this was the first time he'd been in the boneyard and noticed the pictures of the T-Rex or the drawings of this that or the other thing and it's the first time he noticed the, the, the sounds that you can make by stomping on the footprints and kind of this was the first time he kind of picked up on some of these things and it launched him down a path that he's still on now of like a love of dinosaurs, which I think a lot of five-year-old boys go through. Sure, um, sure. But he could definitely uh, 
trace his back to the last time he was in the boneyard and finally noticed all of those things somebody spent months and months putting into <laughs> putting up there. Did the last, uh, well, second to last, I should say, thing about the Animal Kingdom Park is, you know, shows like Winged Encounters and the Up Show. And there's also the small show uh, that's overdone at Rafiki's Planet Watch. They're not going now because of COVID and all that kind of stuff. They don't want to pack people into a theater uh, at this point in time. But hopefully right. in the not too distant future, these things will come back. And Winged Encounters in particular is a great way to be educated about birds. Um, and in this case, macaws and parrots who are highly endangered. Um, and a lot of them are anyway. Um, but the upper show, you know, gives you some factual, I mean, it's kind of campy and silly and stupid jokes and Doug and, uh, and Russell run around, but it gives you know, in you between something. all that, there's a little in something between there. all that. Yeah. There's information actually given to you about, about the animals. And they also do, uh, not a lot of people do it, but there's a small show always at, at Rafiki's planet watch. There's that little theater, uh, right by where the, you can go in for the, uh, the petting zoo area. Um, they have a little show and they'll bring out animals that you can see and get a up close thing, uh, up close look at them and again, get, you know, a, a little information. It's not, you know, it's, it's not the same as if you were reading a book about endangered animals or sitting down and right. watching a, an hour long documentary, but it gives you something. And, and again, I've always been of the belief that, you know, you, a, a person is going to care more about something if they actually have some sort of interaction with it live, whether they see it at a zoo or at a show like this or, or have a macaw flow over your head. That kind of uh, interactive experience, I think, gives people a, a, a more caring for, for the situation. Well, it's the very uh, heart the of the park. I mean, it's the very heart of how, right. why the park was the conceit of the park, really, right. was right. to do exactly that. I mean, the famous story of Joe Rohde parading a... Uh, Having tiger, somebody yeah. parade a tiger around the boardroom with all these high-paid executives, you know, was to give ev- these guys the idea of the power of what this interaction can be and what this learning can be. So, finally, the last one is probably the best single best way that you can get edu- education about uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom and the animals that live in that, and that is by uh, getting on your phone. Going to RadioHarambe.com and and listening to Safari Mike's walkthroughs of the uh, various trails at Disney's Animal Kingdom, whether it's the Maharaja, Gorilla Falls, Oasis, or whatnot, um, I give you sort of a lot of information on on the animals. You're going to get more on that, Dave, than you're going to get from uh, from anything else amen. about the animals just, specific just, to just the Animal go, Kingdom. Just, I mean, amen. Just go back in your feed and uh, and you'll see all those. I think we may still have some to come, right? Oh really? I don't even know. I don't remember. I forgot, I forgot what we put. I know we put out Maharaja, Gorilla Falls, the yeah. Oasis, and Tree of Life. I think that's all of them that we had for now. So uh, maybe next, maybe once the uh, the Animal Kingdom lodges reopen, uh, I will do a walking tour, tour of the the different savannas. That's that a great idea. The, yeah, that might be the only other one we could do. Speaking of the Animal Kingdom Lodge, unless yeah. you, Dave, you have more to talk about with the Animal Kingdom and um, education, we can talk a little bit about education through the Animal Kingdom Lodge. No, the only thing I would say is um, uh, if you're if you're a person who doesn't want not interested in the backstage, you're only interested in the uh, in the onstage stuff, your the rides and the what you know and things like that. The, the backstage is very eye-opening. It's very different from onstage, um, 
And when you do get these chances to interact with the cast members and the animal handlers and stuff, it is fascinating. And it's and and uh, again, this new show coming out on Disney Plus is going to give you an idea of what that's all about. But there's nothing quite like being there. Um, you know, I, I did not do the caring for giants, as Mike said, but I did once a couple of years ago do a backstage tour and I got to feed a piece of lettuce to a rhinoceros. Which was like being in the presence of a dinosaur. I mean, these things are gigantic. It's yeah, they're very prehistoric looking too. Yeah, I mean, and they're um, uh, they're just jaw dropping. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's incredible. So these experiences are really worth it. But okay, where are we going now? Let's just talk about the lodge. So um, as you know, we, we talk in the very beginning of this show. Uh, we have released four uh, T-shirts. Animal Kingdom Lodge specific, and that's sort of in conjunction. We're going to talk about the lodge for the next couple of episodes, starting right now. Um, and some of the uh, ways you can – we actually already started because we did the episode not that long ago about the uh, touring plan for the Animal Kingdom Lodge. But there are some ways to be educated um, through the – just through the lodge itself. You don't even have to pay a dime to get into the lodge. Um, and we've talked a few about these uh, on, on that previous show, but I'll just go through them real quick. Just to kind of a refresher. And one is, of course, the African-inspired Disney design tour. And you'll notice that uh, there's probably more of an emphasis on African culture with this, the, the educational kind of things at the Animal Kingdom Lodge as opposed to uh, the park itself. There's more of a culture uh, kind of emphasis here. And that first and foremost is the African-inspired Disney design tour where a tour guide will take you through Kidani or Jumbo House. They're two separate tours. Um, for an hour and go through all the artwork um, that is at both of those uh, uh, hotels. Um, it is an incredible amount of artwork. The uh, you know the lodge itself is probably one of the biggest um, African museums, uh, African art museums uh, in the country, and uh, there are numerous pieces of art, whether it's masks, uh, weapons, um, basket weaving, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of that stuff, and I. Very highly recommend the African-inspired Disney design tour. I don't know if, Dave, did you do that one or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's great. It's, oh, it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. It's a great time to you – know, you spend all morning in the park. You know, you take your – you know, you have lunch in the park. You come home to rest and relax, maybe hit the pool. 4 to 5 o'clock, you know, hit, the, uh, hit that African-inspired Disney design tour, you know, and then go about dinner and your evening park tour whatever you want to do but it's a great time and a great a great place to uh to get that kind of tour that's exactly when i did it you just described it right there we had a yeah. uh, dinner reservation probably at uh at boma or something like that and I, <laughs> right right you know the wife goes back she likes to nap so she goes and lays really. down and uh, i <laughs> went on one of these tours <laughs> um, there's a couple of other things that are similar to that, not not quite as in-depth, but there's a couple of other presentations that you will get if you're staying at the Animal Kingdom Lodge or just hanging out at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, there's something called African Journey, which a cultural representative, just like the ones that they have at the Animal Kingdom, is from, an, in this case, certainly from an African country, whether that's Botswana or you know the Congo or... Uh, South Africa. Whatever, they'll come out and they'll talk about you know their culture and you know what life is like in that particular area. Um, it's not very long. You know, check your. You know, there's always you know signs as to when all this stuff is going on. 
another one that's similar to that is they always they often do i shouldn't say always but they often do a what's called the music of the savannah where kids in particular kind of get a little uh, little glimpse of what the different kind of instruments and what music is like uh from the african continent i have not done that i've looked at that a few times and have wanted to but i have not yet done that yeah, I haven't sat down and done, enjoyed the music of uh, Savannah. I have been there for the African Journey thing, which was the cultural representative. And, and basically, he or she just talks for a few minutes about, uh, I think mine was Botswana, you know, what the, where they're from and what it was life was like. And then, they, you know, if you have questions or want to talk to them afterwards, yeah. you know, it's a great it's a great thing to do. The, uh, another. The, well, go ahead. The, the, the lodge itself is really the conduit for cultural education rather than wildlife education. Um, there is obviously some great wildlife possibilities there, um, you know, to see a lot of things as Mike is naming. But the the culture just bleeds off the walls in this place. I mean, between the art and the music, take a listen to the music, you know, that kind of stuff. Everything you hear there, this is the eye opening stuff. This is what is um, I mean, you can't help but but be introduced to a culture that you might not have known about. Right. And before we talk a little bit about the animals at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, there is also a culinary tour where uh, they combine a kind of cultural representative talking to you with a meal at Boma um, or, or some food at Boma, um, like a taste testing kind of thing. I think they do one at Sanaa, too. But again, you're getting a, kind of an in-depth feel as to what right. uh, the culture and life is like in, in Africa. Because, uh, you know, for many of us, I've never been to Africa. I would I would imagine the vast majority of guests at Disney probably have not been to Africa. Um, and it's it's a fascinating kind of uh, uh, look at what, what life is like. Mike, um, um, yeah. many, many times at the start of the show, I asked you where you were, and you were in Africa. Uh, I was, I'm talking non-work. <laughs> I, I, meant, I meant on vacation. I've oh, never oh. vacationed in Africa. <laughs> My apologies. I misspoke. I thought you were going to say non-fictionally. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are, of course, animals at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. There's over 200 on the 45 acres of the four different savannas that Amazing. encompass the two uh, the two resorts. Um, and they do do some um, animal information, probably the, the best one, uh, but it's also the one that's going to cost you a fairly, uh, you know, some money is the ability to dine with an animal specialist. Uh, you get lunch at the Sanaa, um, where you you know, prepay, it's a set fee. And an animal right. specialist, you know, one of the keepers either at the lodge or or at the park, uh, will sit with you and, you know, engage you and you could talk about what, what you know what he or she does and you know how handling rhinos or giraffes or birds or whatever it is, um, and, and kind of get a real real in depth an idea as to what it's like to uh, care for the animals and what those animals are like. Um, I've never done that. One of these days I will do it, but um, I'm not sure if they're offering it during these COVID times or not, but it was there beforehand. Yeah. And I can only assume it'll be, uh, it'll be around again, but um, that is a great way to do it. And there, um, you never did that. I'm assuming right there. I don't, no. I don't know. Yeah. No, and I think just jumping on one of the things you said there, um, you know, all of these things Mike's talking about, check and make sure they're still <laughs> being offered you know they're still right. out there because right. we, we don't know yeah. what the post-covid world is going to look yeah. like these are things like i said yeah. that were offered immediately up until uh the park closed in march or whenever it was that it closed and uh, we can only hope 
uh, that they'll do something, uh, do them again, or at least something similar. Right. Uh, along those lines, um, again, talking about animals, there's a couple of like free um, things that you can do. One is at 11:30. There's animal enrichment where a keeper will come out and you know show you what they do to uh, keep the animals engaged. Um, you know, to keep the animals from quote unquote getting bored. Uh, there are various things that you can do, like little things you can hide in the in in around, or, or you know things that they can play with or whatnot. And a specialist will talk to you a little bit about that. And there's also animal tracking, which is uh, typically done uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And again, a, a, a cast member will come out and show you how to how with different tracks of animals uh, in the savanna and you know, what to look for if you're actually tracking an animal. Again, not in depth not you know it's only going to be about 20 minutes or so but it, it gives you some, gives kids some fun about you know what a bird print looks like versus a rhino versus a human versus a chimpanzee that kind of thing um and last but not least well there's two things actually there's also the safari there are safaris that are offered uh through the animal kingdom lodge there's the one that combines a meal at Jico. there's also a, a night safari uh, you can sit down and, um, you know, enjoy a meal at Chico or, or not, and then get in a car or truck, I should say, and drive around the savannah. You know, there will be an animal specialist there to talk to you about the different animals. You're not just driving around blindly in the dark. You're, you know, they'll right. stop and show you different things. Um, and last but not least is uh, the night vision goggles. Um, when you do night vision goggles, there are always cast members there. Again, they're not doing it now because of COVID. They're not going to be passing around. As far as I know, they're not doing it. Uh, the last um, I heard, they weren't. Yep. Yeah. I, I assume this will come back at some point, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, at nighttime, whether it's either right outside of Sanaa or over in the Uzima uh, overlook at the uh, Jumbo House, um, you know, you get night vision goggles. And there are cultural representatives there, um, there to uh, not only hand you the goggles, but to point things out and talk about the different animals, and they are always very warm people. Uh, they want to talk about, you know, their home and where they're from. That's why they came to the uh, to work for Disney to kind of share that experience right. with guests. And again, you know, it's encouraging guests to hey, let's book a trip to uh, you know the Okavango or let's book book a safari to South yeah. Africa, whatever it is. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's a great way to kind of you know talk to somebody from a different car- part of the world and get a little information, a little education uh, about those places. If it weren't for the shots, Mike. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but Dave, that is basically, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, sort of how Disney goes about educating the, pop- the public at Disney's Animal Kingdom and Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I don't know if I missed any that you can think of, but feel free to jump in. No, I, I think you, 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 well, the only ones that I wrote down, you, you mentioned, um, you know, it's such a great opportunity and kids love this kind of learning. It's such a great opportunity to do the kind of learning that kids really like. Uh, if you're there on vacation, we say all the time, take some time at the resort, especially if you're staying at John, at Jumbo house or Kidani village, the resorts are amazing. They deserve a day of their own in these days of ever increasing ticket prices for parks. You know, if you're going to go down there for five days, buy a four day pass and enjoy a day at the resort, especially if you're staying at one of these. And there's so much to do. And these are, you know, these are some of the things that Mike's talking about right here. Um, all the tours I've ever been on, uh, the ones that the, the, the ones that I've been on the, uh, 
what do we call them, the design tours and things like that at the um, lodge have been very informal. Um, yes. Great, but very casual. There's not, um, you know, we're not, there's not a lot required of you to do this. Um, there's not you a lot For of, example, you don't usually have to sign up for it. You don't have to sign uh, up. You don't have to like walk African around. Inspired one. Right. Right. Um, so there's, so take advantage of that. I mean, they're really cool and these people are fascinating people and they'll tell you all about where they're from and, and it's incredible to talk to them about it. Uh, mm-hmm. and all the ones I've been to at the park, the backstage stuff, like I said, it's just very eye opening. And if you don't know anything about how zoos work, you realize after you do it, you do an, a backstage tour at, at the magic kingdom. You're fascinated by it, but underground, um, hallways seems like child's play compared to what they have to do at the animal kingdom right right to keep that park going on a day-to-day basis so it, it really gives you an appreciation for what it takes i mean you know to to get this park moving every day it's not right. easy i mean the food alone holy moly I mean, it's it's incredible what they go through. I mean, the food so, that the animals have yeah. to chomp. Yeah, I yeah, know. There's a, there's a lot, thousands of pounds of gr- grass and lettuce and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Just feeding them and then cleaning up what comes out the other end is an incredible task that uh, these guys at this park are forever engaged in. And it's and kids don't know it. And when they learn about it, they're just fascinated by it because <laughs> it really is amazing. Uh, no, I guess that's it. Yep. Okay. Don't forget the social media sites, folks. Uh, Mike's at Jumbo Everyone. If you have any questions about this stuff, uh, feel free to contact him. Uh, you can also do so via email if you have any questions about these tours or, you know, educating the kids or any of that kind of stuff. You can email us, everyone at gmail.com. Uh, I am on Twitter at Radio Harambe. Also, our Instagram is at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I know this is all confusing. I wish I could get this all in, in one place, but this is the problem with having a website for as many years as we've had. Uh, things kind of evolve. Um, and uh, you can find us on Facebook at Jumbo Everyone. I'm working on changing that over to the Radio Harambe podcast Facebook page. Uh, we should have that coming up soon uh, just so we can try to you know, meld this all as much as we mm-hmm. possibly can. <laughs> um, don't forget to hit the link in your show notes to go and see the t-shirts. There's so many out there now. You can get masks with this stuff on it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, T Public offers a lot of options, so that's really kind of cool. So go check Mugs. that out. Yep. And we're going to um, donate every bit of money we receive from this goes from this point forward to the Grevy Zebra Trust. Great organization in Africa working to save the largest, uh, most majestic of zebra species and probably most endangered, I would think. Uh, That is correct. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's it. For Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Quaharini, go well. And thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. Na kungu na utu